Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Westwood Living Podcast Network. Tom Lydon with you from a new location. First time I've done a podcast at Pliables, and I'm joined by Christine Coughlin from Bantry Way Brokerage. How are you? Great. Don't Thanks be so nervous. You, you said you might be a little bit nervous. I'm a little bit nervous. You shouldn't be. You're very uh, confident in the way you uh, present yourself and what you do, so I have full confidence in your ability to perform here. Thanks so much. So first of all, I'd like to say thank you for your support of Westwood Living, and I hope that you've gotten a little something out of it. You, people have seen the ad and said that, hey, I didn't know you were a realtor or something. Thing like that. That's typically how it goes. Absolutely. And I think it's been fantastic because I feel like I've been able to network with some of the other sponsors that are um, that participate in the magazine. And that's been fantastic networking with folks that maybe I haven't had an opportunity to prior to this um, engagement. That's cool. Great. So tell me a little bit about you, your business, sort of where you've come from, because there's a lot there. There's a lot in the portfolio based on our little pre-recording conversation that we had. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So my team is a little bit different. We have sort of a diverse uh, focus. We uh, handle everything from commercial leasing, commercial sales and acquisitions, dispositions, as well as residential portfolio leasing and sales. We also have a division that handles property management. Um, so, so we have sort of a broad range of products and services that we provide to our clients that are a little bit different from other folks. What has jumped out to me from the first day I ever met you over at the library was the fact that you really look at real estate from an investment point of view. And this is a major addition to somebody's portfolio, most probably the most vital aspect of anybody's portfolio. So where does that background come from? Where does your expertise in investment come from? Sure. I've worked in real estate professionally for the last 16 years, graduated from Northeastern University, and during my time there, got to participate uh, on the John Hancock Manual Life team as part of their uh, real estate loan division, analyzing assets and some of their financial packages and, and backgrounds. So I started my career in real estate with um, an ac acute uh, attention to detail associated with financial underwriting and how that impacts loans and ultimately how it impacts borrowers. From there, I spent a number of years working in research and uh, data analytics for a number of top-tier real estate development firms in the commercial space, including uh, Boston Properties, as well as some of the top-tier brokerage houses, including what's now Cushman Wakefield. And again, had a broad range of um, experience in doing research and data analysis. And I think all of that background helps to support making sound data-driven decisions when it comes to real estate specifically. When we're recording this, is that a very interesting time on the calendar? Because uh, we talked about the ebb and flow of the real estate market and many people, myself included, because I'm currently renting, right? They have to make that decision. Most regularly, leases go from September to August, right? So you got to make that decision like, okay, I'm going to sign up for another year. What do you know about this time of year and how do you typically approach it? So this is typical. This is what we see every year in the real estate cycle. Um, you know, we... The, the spring has always historically been um, sort of when the market begins to boom. That typically is when we see most buyers come out. It's when we see most of the inventory listed, and that's when we see prices peak. When when you finally make it to this point in the year, you know, mid-summer uh, to late summer, leading into the fall, a lot of the buyers that had been in the market, have they not found something up to this point and haven't made a commitment in a specific location, you know, we'll have to decide what are they going to do? Are they going to stay put for another year or are they going to try and make something happen? So just a typical part of the cycle, you'll see any time from probably 
early to mid-July, leading up until probably the new year, because once we, you know, finish this part of the season when people are traveling, and then we lead into the fall, then everybody's busy with back-to-school activities, and then we run right into the holiday season, all of which impacts people's appetite, I guess, for being able to make these sort of high-impact, high-financial decisions. I think this is just a typical part of what we see each year, where it'll, things will slow down between now, leading into the new year, and then every season, you know, everybody gets that itch to get back out there come the new year, and around February, you'll start to see things moving and shake, and then by spring, it'll pop again. Okay, I'm going to be a little hypothetical. I'm going to make a couple of guesses here, some of which may be right and some of which may be wrong. You can correct me, but I see the rates super high right now. And I would guess that people are a little bit hesitant to make a move because, all right, I've got my mortgage locked in at a pretty good rate that I got a few years ago. Why would I want to make a move to a different place? What do you tell someone like me who might be thinking that way? Sure. Everybody always says, when is the best time to buy? And I think if you look back historically, we had thought the bubble back in 2000, that real estate bubble was the highest that prices would ever be, that that was the peak in the market. You fast forward to now and the prices are probably triple four times what they were back then. You go back to 2009, same time frame, even go back, you know, a, a few years ago, two years ago when we thought that the prices have peaked and they've continued to grow. So I think for anybody that's sort of waiting and wants to jump into the market, but is trying to time it just right so that they can get the lowest possible price. I always tell them there is no perfect time. There is no right time. I think that if you can find a property and find a situation that works for you and it makes financial sense for you and you are able to uh, get the financing that makes sense and it's a package that you know ultimately is feasible for you to be able to do and the property suits you and helps you accomplish the goals that you're looking to accomplish whether that's to stop renting and start to get into ownership or if it's you know I need a place that's larger to accommodate you know my current family size or I need something that has an a home office now that I'm spending more time at home whatever is driving you towards that decision if you can find property that fits you and suits you and, and solves for that need, I think that that's the right time for you to finally take the plunge. All right, well, you just said family size, and, and the Coughlin family is quite sizable. It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> Kid, let's talk a little bit about that, because you have now settled here in Westwood, and you've mm -hmm. got four kids, which four. is incredible, and they run from what age to what age? Um, the oldest is eight, and the youngest is two. I'm sure you're not alone in... Uh, huge part of the decision was you want to come out to Westwood because of the schools. Absolutely. That, yeah. So what has been your experience of living here and what do you like about the town? Oh my gosh. So I grew up in South Boston. My husband and I both grew up in the city our whole lives and um, you know Westwood's obviously dramatically different than South Boston but I find a lot of the same values that I grew up with in South Boston where there's such a strong sense of community where people really look out for each other. I remember as a kid you know if I ever was doing something I wasn't supposed to do there would always be an adult saying hey I know your mother you know I wouldn't know who they were but they knew who I was and everybody sort of kept an eye on each other and looked out for each other and there was a really strong sense of community a strong sense of loyalty and, and a lot of values around that and when I came to Westwood although very different um, and in a great improvement over a lot of other places that I've lived I find a lot of those same community values here that really makes me feel at home I feel that our community people really do look out for each other and they care about each other. And I think that we do all share a lot of the same loyalty and values that I valued growing up. 
One of the things you said you wanted to accomplish when you came on board as a sponsor was to get more people aware of the fact that you do what you do here in your hometown because Absolutely. you were much more established, I would even say, into the city. Tell Absolutely. me about Bantry Way specifically and how you're trying to get more people aware of what Bantry Way brokerage does. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've spent a lot of time, I've sort of worked all over the Northeast, I guess, in a residential capacity as well as a commercial capacity and property management for that matter. I've done everything from sales and acquisitions and leasing in Maine, out in the Berkshires, all the way down on the South Shore, down to Connecticut and beyond. And I don't know if a lot of folks here know that that's sort of the extent of my experience and how I can help support them here. I do have a handful of folks that I've worked with uh, more recently that are here in the Westwood market and have had such a fun and fantastic experience bringing, being able to take all of the experiences that I've had and, and pull some sort of nooks out of each of those transactions to be able to take it home and to be able to support some of the folks right here in our backyard and to be able to do some really cool things that ultimately support the community. A lot of the folks that I work with have um, are, are in the commercial space, and so they're business owners. You know, they you know are a dental office, or they're a fitness studio, or fitness operator, or they're restaurateur. And being able to work with those folks locally and to be able to make an impact here in our own neighborhood um, is just incredibly rewarding and something that um, I haven't had a ton of experience being able to do up until this point, uh, being part of Bantryway Brokerage. So, what do you do outside of work? besides chase your kids around you know what i really need a hobby i need to learn i like i love 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 what i do i eat sleep and breathe it i have my own real estate portfolio that i love to run and manage um I, my husband and i own um a number of multifamily assets and we run those properties and manage them i love helping my clients manage their portfolios outside of just you know buying or selling i love you know keeping an eye on their portfolios swinging by making sure everything looks good and just you know i just love this business there's really not much else i'm as passionate about but i think that i definitely need to like learn tennis or pick <laughs> or pickleball or like go go get back on the golf course at some point because i'm sure yeah i need to i need to find another hobby outside of just work so your kids active? Are they playing sports? Are they oh acting in gosh. plays? Are they doing all, all that stuff? Do. Going to camp? It's all they do. We are like, so we like slow down a little bit for the summer um, so that they can have a break because they'll even tell us like, we, you sign us up for too much stuff. But the kids do everything. They're, they're in probably four to five activities every season. So we swim, we do tennis, we do golf, we do cello. This year was a new, very cool experience. Um, the kids are all going to be learning a language. That's very cool. We're super excited to have the kids introduce a new language that they can develop. But yeah, we're always busy. They're always doing something. Very cool. So how do people get in touch with you? How do they, if they want to yep. learn more about you, how do they do so? Absolutely. So I'm your neighbor. Feel free to swing by anytime. We're right on Gay Street. Um, so feel free literally to knock at the door anytime. We're always around and we've always got plenty of freeze pops. So bring your kids. We'll head out in the backyard and hang out, chit chat, and the kids will have a great time as well. But I'm always available via email or my cell phone. Like I said, I love this business. There is no phone call that's too late. It, this is genuinely what I love to do. I'm always happy to just talk shop anytime you have questions. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to lead to any you know, finished business. I'm happy to be here as a resource if people want to pick my brain or um, talk about real estate in any facet. It's genuinely what I love to do. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. It's good to get to know you a little bit better. And for those of you who uh, want to reach out to Christine, freeze pops. That's all you need to know. Freeze pops available. <laughs>
always, all summer long. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time and the support. And if you're listening and you know somebody else who you'd like me to chat with, please don't hesitate to reach out to me via email, tleiden at bestversionmedia.com. That's the easiest way to do so. I love connecting with people and telling their stories, and you will read more about Christine Coughlin in the September issue of Westwood Living. But for now, from the Pliables right here on High Street, that's the latest from the Westwood Living Podcast. Thanks for listening. 